Hey there, Laker fans. Welcome to another episode of Lakers Detailed. Uh, the Lakers lose a heartbreaker uh, in LeBron-esque fashion. Uh, last possession of the game, down one. LeBron drives to the paint, draws three defenders, kicks it out to Cam Reddish, who misses the wide-open three. Lakers lose by one. That game had a lot of stuff going on in it, which was up and down. But before we dive into the details of it, Raj, I hope you're doing well. We're, we're right after a game. How are you feeling? What's your initial reaction? Oh, man, that's tough. That's a tough one to fall on. A lot of stuff occurred back and forth. Roller coaster, AD coming in and out of the game for injury concerns. We make a monstrous run. LeBron has maybe the two out of the like top 10 dunks he's had as a Laker, maybe just yeah. going down the rain and transition. And I think try to send a message of we're going to rally around this. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to fall or we're not going to give up. Um, that's a tough one to lose on a Cam Reddish open three, which Vinay felt predictable in terms of who they were going to leave. Right. Like, I mean, Spolstra is very, very good at that. They took Tyler hero out of the game for defensive purposes. Oh yeah. Ron drove. I thought he got a, I thought he made the correct basketball play as we always say the correct basketball decision to cut. I'm sure we'll get into it, but oh, yeah. uh, the, the merits of it, that was the right decision, but that was the correct basketball decision yes. for him to make. And that's a tough one for cam, but we, we move on three and three and four. Now I believe haven't won a road game. I believe we're and four on the road now as well yeah. um, for the season. So Tough one with a lot of repercussions from that are going to come from this one in terms of AD's health and and all those kind of things, but but we'll see. Yeah, so it's, you know my initial reaction outside of anything, win, loss or win, uh, is we get Torian back, we get Torian back, and then we lose AD. Uh -huh. um, oh for the, man! And so that was that's super annoying. I guess just the best way to describe is is the right word to use because hopefully his situation is not too serious. Um, right. And. Uh, uh, you know, I don't. I, I would be so surprised if he plays in that Houston game. The way he was moving around makes it look like it's going to be something that the Lakers. You know, Lakers have been ultra cautious, anyways, about every time somebody gets hurt. So there's a probably a very good chance we're going to be down AD for the Houston game. You know, there is a window where we go 0 and 3 on this uh, this road trip. Oh uh, man, close that window. <laughs> close that window right up, Mane. That's a terrible window to to, to leave open. Yeah, so I'm I'm uh, I'm a little worried uh, about what's going to end up happening, um, you know, with with the with like this specific situation um, with his health. Hopefully, it's not an extended period of time. So this game had a lot to it, um, but before we get into some of the, and I do want to talk about this last LeBron possession because there is, I I know it's going to be, and I know Skip Bailey's probably going to say something, but like, go ahead. You want to say something? Well, I was, was going to ask you because I think this play is going to get lost in the ether of this game because yeah. I think the Cam Reddish three is going to get blown out of every sure. proportion, which which may maybe it should be right. I think that play will get good loud. The LeBron three in transition, but the Austin Reeves just personal possession against Tyler Hero. Oh yeah, which is that very was, that was good. but that was yeah. no, but that's like out of character, right? It yeah. felt like and that was a big play. I think it was. I forgot if it was tied. If we were down one, I forgot what the exact play call was. But LeBron, Austin kind of said, I'm not giving this ball up. And yeah. the way LeBron went back on back on defense, you could tell he was kind of like, what the hell was that? And the next possession was, give me the damn ball. I'm, I'm bringing it up. But that, to me, was very interesting. I, I haven't seen that. So I wonder what him and Tyler Hero kind of conversed back and forth to where he decided that, no, I need to take this. I need to take this personally. Um, yeah. But yeah, which, did, 
take take any take that anywhere you want to go because I thought that was just a fascinating way that this game kind of concluded was a few really and the second three that Austin took was off a of LeBron screen right he got an open three that he missed yep. that was a good shot I thought but the pump fake three on Tyler Hero was quite quite the possession yeah no D- uh, dude okay so there's a possession I uh, this might be the same one or this might be a different one there's a possession where Austin basically dominated the ball the entire possession. And he was mm-hmm. basically dribbling around the perimeter looking for a matchup. And then he got Hero on the matchup. And he took Hero straight to the rim uh, for a layup. I think we, it was okay. when we were trying to make our comeback in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, yeah. And he cut into it. And that was, was that such the, a... Was that the reverse layup? The, like, underhand kind of... Uh, uh-huh. Right, right, right. Drives okay. with the reverse on the end. And Hero's trying to time it up. And I think, bam, or somebody comes to help also at the same time. And he still gets the layup off. That was so good, dude. Because I was watching it. I was just like, dude, Reeves is better than Hero. Like, I'm watching what Reeves is doing on the floor. The way he's taking his shots, the way he's setting up his teammates. He's not a guy who's just like, oh, I'm going to take this dribble handoff and just pull up for three, which Tyler Hero does well. You know, he, he, he had a three while we were trying to go on a run. But it's like, yeah. bro, like, I, I like, because you and I discussed this in, in you know, the offseason. We said, how, what is the gap between these two guys? One guy's getting paid 30 million, one guy's getting paid, uh, you know, much less than that. And Austin almost had a triple double today, like in a game where we lose AD awesome. you know, after three quarters. He ends up having, uh, you know, he ends up playing a significant role. It's just him and LeBron, obviously LeBron being the guy that he is, just kind of backpacking. But it's just, this was another game, dude. Like, this is the second game. We thought he turned the corner against Orlando. This is another yeah. game. Like, Austin's now, his legs are back. I don't know what happened, what's happening on this road trip. Maybe he's resting more. They're not practicing as much. Whatever it is, his legs look good. He looks great attacking the rim. His jumper looks really good. You know, obviously that ghost screen action that he ran with LeBron where he got the wide open three, that would have yeah. been sweet if he had knocked that down. But, you know, that one was a little bit short. I don't know what goes out with the reps in Miami, dude. <laughs> Bron- the stitching on Bron's jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took the whole shirt off. was like, go get me a whole nother jersey. <laughs> like, what, what more do you need to see to be like, hey, maybe we're not calling enough fouls. Or maybe, maybe, like, we're missing some stuff that these guys are doing. Go ahead. Yeah. Did you see the D'Lo second tech? I mean, I just, yeah, it was yeah. the other ref. I feel like the ref that he clapped at wasn't even the one that called the second tech on him. I thought that was extremely weak. And to, you know, lose D'Lo around, yeah. like, I think the seven, eight minute mark of the fourth when you already um, lost AD. But no, to the point of Austin, he's starting to stack good games together, right? And I yeah. guess if you want to take, we don't take moral victories or victories and losses or whatever the phrasing you want to use. But I think at least Austin be able to stack good games together. You put the second half against the Clippers, the Orlando yep. game where at least he shot well tonight against Miami against another really strong performance where I think we talked about it, Vinay. Austin's guy, you can really tell when he has his like swagger and his moxie and when he's confident, right? And even the yapping with Tyler Hero is kind of involved yeah. in what yeah. he is kind of, right? He's like, what? I, forget, I don't even know. They didn't even really replay what went on with those two, but something after the... I think LeBron turned it over and something, but there was a possession where he came in transition and just pulled up for three. And I was like, and and he and he drilled it. I was like, oh okay, he's like feeling really good, and yeah. it was awesome tonight, man. It, it it sucks that they were unable to kind of pull that out. The two threes at the end just wouldn't go. Um, I thought that was a good possession for him, but it feels like we're getting Austin Reese back. D'Lo had a really good game. It's unfortunate that he got kicked out, which. <laughs> His like, technical I'm, foul. I mean, you can't really use hindsight, but his technical foul free throw is technically the difference but, between. But usually, but, yeah. but usually the refs are like 
Yeah, and, they, and he, so that's Tally, something to get thrown out for. Yeah, yeah they have good discernment, game. right? For a guy with two techs already. And I watch, go watch a Warriors game and go watch Draymond on, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm just yeah. comparing those two. That's a very weak way to get kicked out of a game. But you, in Dealer's defense, in Dealer's defense, like at the same time, like he's not the type of guy who gets ejected from games for yelling at refs. So it's like you would think that he had some, you know, like the ref would have some catch. Like, okay, well, this is deep. Like, he's not a guy who's like routinely getting under the refs, you know, getting technicals, getting it. So that, I thought that was a little strange. Either he must have said something really egregious or, you know, for the other other ref to see it. But, you know, losing him on top of Anthony Davis when we lost him was huge because we could have certainly used, you know, additional playmaking, additional shooting from him uh, to, to on some of these open shots. Yeah, and also even AD, right? I think AD tried to come back in the game, shot like a layup. You don't usually see AD go demonstrably to the refs, yeah. but on, on that one, he was pretty upset. Uh, yep. he, like I think he missed like a bank shot and they went at him. So just a weird night with the refs. I thought LeBron, I, I don't know how many free throws he finished with. I don't think it was that many, but it felt like there were a ton of plays where he got a lot of contact, didn't get the call. Four free throws for LeBron, but I felt like lived at the rim. Um, yeah. Very... Very strange and peculiar. I mean, he, he was peculiar. driving in traffic. It's not like he was like settling for shots or anything. No. You know, sometimes in games where he takes a lot of jumpers, like against the Kings or something like that, you could be like, "All right, he's not really going to get these calls. He's taking a lot of jumpers." But this game, it felt like he was trying to, with a lot of effort, attack the rim um, mm -hmm. and and get two feet in the paint. It's just very bizarre. I'm not going to put it on the rest, but it's just it's just bizarre the way the kind of. And then all of a sudden, when we're making our run, they finally start calling fouls at the rim. So it's just like you could have just called this all throughout the game. This was happening. I don't know why you guys waited till the fourth quarter, but you know, it might be shenanigans. Who knows? But Lakers lose a tough one. It's it, it's a very uh, tough one. Obviously, AD goes down. Um, I, I I really don't want to dwell too much on the injury thing because we won't know sure. kind of what what the severity is. I mean, frankly, if you're a Laker fan and you and you understand how this experience goes. They're going to probably keep him out for like a week or two, most likely. Mm -hmm. I would be shocked if he comes back, but that would be if like a he tests very well and if he openly says that he's pain free and he's okay and you know maybe he misses only a game or you know the craziest thing could happen, he'll be back the very next game. Um, I, and so we'll see we'll see what happens. But the Lakers are down another body, dude. Um, we hopefully Rui comes back. I don't know what his timeline looks like. Bando, I know, is still pushed out a little bit more. Gabe is pushed out a little bit more. So it's just like the Lakers are going to have to really lean on some whatever size that they have um, or whatever bodies yeah. they have left, honestly. This reminded, reminded me of, like, I'm not comparing the two players, but like in 2021 where I know the Trevor Reza thing got joked to hell, but I think yeah. the team, you can joke on them for this part where they really believe Trevor Reza was a wing guy that I was supposed to start and play big minutes. And we're kind yeah. of in a situation where we're playing Cam and Max together, which I think is okay. Like, I kind of like, the way they look but that was obviously not the yeah. plan that was not with the schedule of, of what was supposed to happen you're missing two wings Vinay, that we put a lot of investment into yeah. right Rui at I don't know I remember his numbers like at 17 I believe Bando at 15 those are two guys that are you know you put real salary into that you're missing Torian we got back tonight I thought he played okay um hit a few threes I think he hit a three here and there still just physically unmatched we had we had Torian on Tyler Hero for a lot of this game, and I thought that was just a really tough matchup for a guy like Torian to try to match the speed matchup with him. But we're just undersized, man. I always forget about Gabe Vincent. Um, again, D'Lo gets ejected. It would have been a nice guy to have in there, right? Insurance policy, yeah, yeah, yeah not to, not to blame it, but like you put Gabe in the corner instead of Cam, maybe like in that type of possession, like maybe you have Gabe instead of Cam out there. Not blaming again, not to blame Cam for in that position of missing, but. Just to have another option as a shooter, uh, we're just really under man. Um, 
Houston, as we're recording, is up, I believe, 30 on Sacramento right now, and that's our next game. So there are no uh, there are no breaks in the league. Uh, I thought LeBron played well. I don't know, Vinay, how many chase down blocks he has in him anymore, but he used two of them tonight. Yeah. So you know what I mean? And that's it's a tough one, tough one when you don't get those as wins. Um, but yeah, we're just we're just really undermanned. You, you hope that Rui comes back soon. He's in concussion protocol. Those are tricky. It's just is very tricky to kind of gauge when he'll come back. I'm sure they're going to want him to get a practice in before he gets into a game. And yeah. NBA teams don't practice, so you put one and two, one and one together. And I'm not sure when he comes back. Um, so so we'll see. But yeah, they just got to kind of fight through it kind of like that two and 10 start last year where you were mm -hmm. just in an uphill climb. We're not there yet. Three and four, but yeah, you're kind of in that uh, survival mode, Vinay, which is a sad thing to say for a team that we expected <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a, a team I, I we can, expected can... to kind of, yeah, <laughs> no, I could, the, the reason why I'm laughing is like, I could hear like the sadness in your voice and you're like, when bro, you're, like it's just, <laughs> so I, I, I know it, I if people, if people go and rewatch just this fourth quarter, the amount of times LeBron was pissed, like yeah. absolutely livid, and I'm not, and just not with his teammates, with anyone. There was a play, Vinay, which I was talking about this on playback, but I think like he threw it to the corner and no one was there, right? And what happened yeah. was Cam vacated, right? Because yeah. Cam just he, doesn't want to shoot. He doesn't yeah. want to shoot. Watch any play. Cam is cutting on every single play. You can see LeBron, like, look, like cam gotta freaking stay there you know what i mean but like we're in game seven and he's already absolutely pissed on like every other possession down the stretch and that's just not what i expected this season to be we're, we're already in like a let's not get down two game two games under 500 you know that's a it's a tough place to be with, without maybe ad so i just i don't know it's a it's a weird place the injury bug has bitten and has spread uh yeah. vastly throughout the team yeah no it's 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 been very tough to in it, it, it hurts like the momentum in games right because it's like when ad goes down and this is for any team like when one of your best players goes down he's like a core functional piece that you can't yeah. now work with anymore like whether he's a play finisher or a guy who's playing defense or whatever it is and so like you know christian wood hitting a couple threes helped mitigate some of the offense that we lost with yep. ad being out you know losing ad but it doesn't he, he's not protecting the rim in the same way though he, he definitely certainly has been better but like then you shift over to Delo getting ejected from the game. It's like, okay, now that's another person that we're losing. So it's just like obviously Delo will be back next game, but like don't, that kind of stuff is the stuff that really hurts us, like those kind of small mistakes. And not not the harp on Delo or any situation. But it, it, look, every team has to go through stuff like this to some degree. So the Lakers just had to find a way to do it. And they gave themselves a shot. And they, they basically had an opportunity to win the game, uh, depending on how it, you know, however it went, whether they made it or they or they missed it. Um, but it came down to the last play. And this was, uh, I will start off by talking about this segment because I think somebody's going to have to be devil's advocate too for, for this specific um, thing. Sure. The Braun driving to the rim and kicking to the corner three, I, I don't, like, I know that's the right play. That's always going to be the right play. But okay. in my mind, it's like, if you're just getting ISO coverage from the start, meaning they're not coming out to double you like the moment you get it and they're letting you play one-on-one. Like, I'm not saying don't drive to the rim. In my mind, I just think to myself, it's like, I trust your ability to shoot the ball. Like, we've seen you take mid-range shots to win games. We've seen you take mid-range shots. Like, why not just take the ISO play? And I know a lot of times people, you know, I'm sure his fans will be like, drawing multiple defenders, kicking it to the corner. That's always the right play. But we've also seen this happen many, many, many times before. Like, 
I don't know if that it's the right basketball play, but is it the right LeBron play? If LeBron mm. is getting to the rim, getting shots, whatever it is, is it the right LeBron play in that moment? Right? Like so the, the way I think of it is like this: like we just talked about Austin, and he was he mm. was feeling himself and he was knocking down shots. He doesn't give the ball to his teammate. He doesn't make the right play. He just waits until he gets the play that he wants, and then he does it. And in my mind, I think to myself, it's like LeBron's arguably the greatest player of all time. Like, just take it. Like, we trust you. We'll live and die with you, you know, regardless. You know what I mean? Like, just take the shot. And That's my fair. thing is, my thing is, and th- this is not a knock on him, and this is not me saying that he made the wrong decision, because it's the right play. It is always the right basketball play to pass it to the to draw multiple defenders and send it to an open guy. But my thing is, like, in this situation, maybe you should just take the shot. Like, maybe it's just better. You're getting ISO coverage. They're not doubling you. You know they're going to double and triple team you if you drive to the rim. Just take it. Take, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you're not taking a contested step back three. You're below the three-point line. And like I said, like, I trust his mid-range. His mid-range is pretty, like, decent. And he's comfortable yeah. with it. What What do you think about that? Like, it, like he made the right play, but it's just like, should he have maybe taken that shot? That, that's fair. No, I, and so I think the issue is who's there, right? Like, uh, to my, like to me, like it's clear they weren't going to guard Cam Reddish, and that's who they got the ball to. I think if he's like I said, maybe I would trust just him shooting over two people, get the ball in the rim. I think Christian Wood was in was there for rebounding purposes, I guess, to try to get an offensive tap in. I just think like he just missed. I think a mid range shot, right? And the guy he's going against today is Jimmy Butler. Like that's yeah. that's a tough guy to score against in isolation lot of power in that you know it's hard for lebron to kind of bully ball him there were only nine seconds left so i don't know if you could run like a two-man action with austin sure i thought their two-man game was going well i hate how we went away from it you know to down the stretch but yeah that last play is tough because i think that is the right play like an open a wide open shot is what you're doing offense for right it's the whole point of any scheme you run any x and zos that you do your whole point is to get an open look the the whereabouts to get there that those are all you know things that you can kind of debate but i think that's the right play it just can't be cramer just shooting it and that's the tough yeah. part about it um but i'm with you like it's just lebron's jumper wasn't going right i think he was 0 for 4 from three he had like a little mid-range pull up but we've also seen vanay a lot of like this is the what year five of lebron how many games how many games is it just step back jumper way off and fair, game ends fair, fair. right yeah and so i didn't want to see that either like i, I yeah, get yeah. your point but i wasn't trying to see that the amount of Oh, that's not even close, right? Like the step back separation just isn't what it used to be, and it never has been all that great anyway. But like the step back separation against a guy like Jimmy Butler, I don't think you're gonna you're gonna get a lot. Miami smartly, you know, put in all their defensive guys so they could switch yeah. everything. Um, Bam and Jimmy is tough to involve Tyler Hero with that much time left. It's just that's a tough play. I'm not mad at the play. I think you know Cam's a guy who can hit an open shot. Not like Cam can't. He just was scared to shoot the whole quarter. Yeah. Here's my. Here's, uh, let me push this back to you. Could you pull Cam in that moment? Played the whole fourth. Yeah. yeah. Either that, or you have to change. If you knew that it was going to be LeBron, I so why not put Austin in that corner? Why'd you put Cam in that corner, knowing that's where uh, LeBron typically likes to throw that pass too? Because he typically aims at, goes for those corners yeah. to begin with. So I thought like it was like one of two things. It's like one, I don't know why Cam was in that corner, and then two, uh you know, whether Braun should have shot it just because with all the congestion, Christian Wood down there, like maybe, or, you know, like just, you know, maybe we could have gotten a better shot off. Maybe he draws a foul from those. But probably not with the way Miami was calling that game. Um, yeah, but go ahead. I, that, that's uh, no, I no, no, no. So, yeah, so some people have said put in Max. It's just Max was not playing until like yeah. the whole four. That's a tough spot to put him in. And 
I didn't realize, Renee, like there's no one really else. Like the, the where we're where we're at in terms of our rotation and injuries, like it doesn't go that much farther than that. Um, there's no one else you could really put in. D'Lo hurt, and that sucks to like not have D'Lo for that moment just to put in one more shooter. Because I think the ball would have found Cam. I would have what I would have done was switch Cam and Wood. I just don't think there was enough time for an offensive rebound. Like I sure. understand having some size in there, but I would have just put Wood um in, in you know in the corner and just yeah if you if you if cam cuts then let him cut or, or something or whatever their decision was i don't know what they ran but yeah it's, it's a tough place to be and you get a wide open shot to win it that's kind of what you asked for cam just i thought was scared to shoot all fourth quarter and that's the world is funny sometimes where it, it comes right back to you you, yeah. you don't get to run away from you don't get to run away from the moment that long yeah, so from like the betting standpoint, if if there's people betting on this game, either Miami or the Lakers, they probably mm-hmm. everybody lost or no <laughs> Lakers covered, but like the Miami fans, you know, like because they're favorite by I think minus one and a half is what I was looking at. Then they won by one. So I'm pretty sure people are like, what the hell? You know, like this gotta be rigged or something. But um yeah, yeah, dude. So like looking forward, just thinking about it, like the Lakers are gonna have to adjust that. Like you're probably gonna see Christian Wood start. I know Jackson Hayes was a scratch today, like hopefully he he can come back. Um, but like, I, I don't think it's impossible for them to win games. I still think the Lakers have enough talent on the roster. They're going to have to call up guys. You know, you're going to have to get Colin Castle in minutes. If AD's out for significant time, Jackson Hayes is not available. Obviously he's a two way guy. So your expectations are relatively low for, for what his impact's going to look like. But like we have bodies, we have some bodies that we can put out there, but now scoring like D'Lo Austin, especially with Austin hitting his group now, like sure. D'Lo Austin, LeBron should be enough scoring and facilitating to, to get other guys um, in decent position. But it's, I mean, losing AD is tough. So we've, we've had, we have a good game sample now. I think of our starters Torian missed two games, I think with the, with the yeah. left ankle or is that tenable defensively? Like, I think even when AD was out there, it was already tough. Right, we were we were speaking about this in terms of the uh, importance of Vando, right? In terms of what he brings in, like his motor and energy and just defensive toughness. And uh, Miami's not a team, Vinay, that physically punishes you with their guards, right? So yeah. I thought like that's why Austin and D'Lo were able to be a little bit more free. D'Lo's coming off the screen. There's no one really running up your back, right? Tyler Hero is not that type of guard. Kyle Lowry is very Chris Paulian. He comes from the school of Chris Paul, where there's a lot of things that aren't basketball, in my opinion. Um, but that's not, that's not, that's You're not, not, a big fan of, not a big fan of him oh, taking that weak, uh, weak ass charge that he got. No, man, <laughs> play basketball, man. That's, I mean, that charge Brock, was the smart play. Yeah. LeBron was un, under Brock a little bit. Out like of almost a complete stop to take that layup. And they still called me. I was like, all right, dude, what are we doing? <laughs> but man? you, but, but you have to know that's what Kyle Lowry is going to do, right? Yeah. Like if, if you see Kyle Lowry backing up, you know, he's, he's going he's, to stop. Yeah. Like, like to me, the Austin. I think Austin was running in the running the wing. Um, in yeah. Did case, you did, did you think maybe Brown should have given that up? Like in that corner, I thought, it looked I, like I thought he eventually yeah. was going to. Austin faded yeah. so far, he got to the corner. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought they would eventually eventually go there, but yeah, just like I'm, I'm wondering if it's if that's tenable, and just to have no bodies, Vinay, when we preach depth all summer is is so strange. It's it's just wild to me that we're in a place like this where again, like Cam, I think was fighting for a spot in the rotation, you know? And tonight again, he not only started, no, he didn't start, but not only did he play uh, a ton of minutes, he's out there late game. He was our guy on Jimmy Butler for a lot of this game. Like it's just, yeah. just a place where, you know, as great as Cam has been, that's a guy on a minimum deal that you were just not supposed to rely on like this. And the talent sometimes just hits you. Like people can joke about Houston. It's a team with a 
that's young that kicked our ass last season, by the way, in a lot of similar ways that uh, no AD last season, maybe possibly no AD this year. The Christian Wood as the only big lineups, Vinay. I thought that was where our worst lineups tonight. That second unit, that unit that we had where Austin was the point guard, and I think it was Christian Wood at center next yep. to like Max, Cam, and Torian ran off the floor. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's always, there, there always seems to be like one lineup that just gets absolutely blitzed. And I don't know if yeah. it's, you know, and, and I think Ham allows that lineup to probably play it out too long. And I mean, mm. I mean, at least right now, he's kind of in a tough position because, you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have Rui, he doesn't have Vando, he doesn't have a lot of guys that he probably put to, to add size to some of those lineups. So I think his hands mm-hmm. are tied behind his back a little bit when it comes to it. But like, um, I, yeah, you're, you're right. Like Houston is a team that will play as tough. Like they've got a couple of young guys. They've now got vets. They've got Brooks. They've got Van Vliet. Um, and so they're, they have guys that are going to, you know, really, really yeah. battle. Um, they're not a team that you can just easily push over. Yeah, for sure. And then the league just is really good right now. Like there's a ton of talent where you look around and there's just no, no bad teams. I was watching Charlotte the other day give Dallas hell. Um, so it's just it's it's just tough to me this position where I think you need your guys back. If if AD's out, you're gonna have to have Rui back. You're gonna have, well, Vando. We don't think will be back anytime soon. But yeah, that's just it's, you're just in a tough spot. There's no way well, around it. Like, what what do you think of our rebounding in the first half? Our offensive re- defensive rebounding in the first half. Still really poor. I thought Miami just didn't take advantage. Is that so? Darwin spoke about this after the game. AD yeah. spoke about this. LeBron spoke about this. And we said that, you know, it's not, I think most people were preaching effort and I thought should calm that part of it. I don't, I don't think it's only effort. I feel like there's something tactical going on. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think we just start two small cards where it's, it's tough. They physically outmatch you. There's a point, even Cam, right, who I think is athletic, he's just not like, He's not stocky, so he's not, yeah, right. So there was a play I think where Miami crashed, and it was like Jaime Hawkins against Cam Reddish, and he was just a lot bigger and more physical and able to pull out the rebound. Is there is there a solve in a in the in the short term for that? I just that's just something that I think I thought we gang ring and bounded a little bit better. Like I thought we pulled in right, and Torian sure. had that really bad foul where he kind of shoved. I don't remember who it was. Bam, I think out outside where he was trying to box out. I think that's kind of the the process, at least. Four dudes attacking the rim, attacking the boards. I don't know any other. Do you have a solution for it? It's it's been a trend now for like seven straight, six straight games for the. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Braun has to help crash the glass a little bit more oh, on the defensive. Oof. I know I know people are not going to like hearing that, but Braun had a chase down block today, um, mm-hmm. where he lost a 50-50 ball to Jimmy or somebody. I forget who it was. And then Braun yeah. blocked him from behind. So if you're watching that possession, you'd think to yourself, wow, like Braun's amazing because he, you know, blocked somebody from behind. But if you rewind the play and you watch how they even got that rebound to begin with, it's just because he was kind of ball watching and, and allowed it to become a 50-50 ball. Um, this is not a this is all on Braun thing that I'm saying. This is this is a Braun is more often than not the second biggest dude on the floor. And unless yep. he's on the perimeter, he has to help crash the glass on some of this stuff i know it doesn't sound fair but we have to think about all what happened in this game torian prince was guarding uh tyler hero he was chasing tyler hero around so he wasn't in position to grab all these rebounds he was the one who was out on the perimeter which means that it's ad one of the guards usually it's d one of the guards yeah. and uh 
and Braun. And my thing is, we already know Delo is a terrible, and it's not an excuse. Delo is already not going to box out. That's something that Delo has to do. But Braun and I think Braun and Delo really have to help crash the glass. I mean, Austin too, to some degree. Whoever's not the designated chaser on on you know on the mm-hmm. on the perimeter and being forced to guard perimeter guys, um, they have to help crash the glass, especially next to AD. And my thing is. Like I said, like it's hard for me to answer that question without specifically naming people, but that's really what it is. Like, with like, uh, there's just too many of these right outside of the restricted area rebounds that the guys yep. that are supposed to get it are not getting it, and they're just letting dudes run by them and and get those extra possessions. Like, um, uh, I'm looking at the stats right now. Like, Bam grabs five offensive rebounds, so some of that, you know, is also on AD making sure he boxes out and, and whatnot. I, I don't know how many of them were after AD went out, um, also. But Jimmy mm. grabs two, Kyle Lavery grabs two, Tyler Hero grabs one, Jaime Hawkes grabs grabs one, right? So they grab eleven total. Lakers uh, Lakers uh, only grab five offensive rebounds total. And then I, let me see, like you know, stuff like points off of turnovers. We lost that. You know, it was pretty close, but we lost that by two. But six offensive rebounds compared to uh, sorry, uh, eleven offensive rebounds for Miami versus five offensive rebounds for us. Defensive rebounds were a complete even. Those extra possessions are probably the difference between us yep. winning and losing this game. So, like that—that's my thing. I, it's not a, a person-specific thing, though. That's the only way I can answer the question. If you're one of the biggest players on the floor and you're not out on the perimeter, like okay, this is the other reason why I'm going to say this because I watched Jimmy Butler take uncontested threes because we were laying off of him, and yep. he made some of them. He went three for four from three. I know who his assignment was. I know who was supposed to guard him. It's the right thing to do. Leave him open. He's not a three-point shooter like that. But not practice threes, play. right? Yeah. Like yeah. That, those are like I dare you to shoot, which I think that's a little different than leaving Jimmy yeah. Butler of it, you know? But yeah, and so like my thing is like if you're going to do that, we, you like you also have to crash the glass, you know? Like th- there has to be a give and take. Like you're conserving yourself, not chasing him, chasing his three. Cool, that's fine, and I don't mind that. But then like other things, and look. The transition buckets from Braun, fabulous. Him dunking, trying to dunk on every single person, fabulous. Him clearly getting fouled and not getting calls, fabulous. Like that, that's awesome. Jimmy went three for four today against the Lakers, on largely uncontested. He made three, three yep. largely uncontested. Do you know how many threes he's made all season so far? Ooh, like six. No, he's made two threes the entire season. Oh so God. he made more threes in this game than he did the entire season so far. And that's kind of my point. Like if we're gonna be playing. If we're going to be doing this, you know, thing where we manage LeBron, get him to the four, again, perfect. We get Bron into the fourth quarter. He's still yep. relatively have fresh legs until yep. AD, you know, AD added workmanship, Austin stepping up, D'Lo stepping up, that sort of thing. It works out perfectly if everybody's healthy, but at the same time, these kinds of things can't happen in the first, in the first three quarters. And again, I know it sounds annoying because we probably say this every single time. This is why we badly need Vando back because he is the guy who cleans all this kind of stuff up. Yeah, well, the issue with that, Vinay, is you're not getting Vando back anytime yeah. soon. You're just, you're just yeah. not. He's not, he's not walking through that door. For at least, I, I don't want to put it. I don't want to make people sad, but like, I don't think you're seeing Vando until December. Like, if I was, yeah. if I was a betting man, like, a, has not played with a foot injury, stationary injury. Remember when we got Christian Wood, Vinay? The uh, conversation was, we have a guy that can step in when AD eventually goes out right that was yep. part of the equation that was in the formula of why they got christian wood it was reported and source and all that i have i have concerns like i have i have legit concerns defensively 
Um, I, again, I think our one big lineups are getting crushed no matter what, but the Christian Wood as your main center defensively, I think that's really tough. And no Jackson Hayes tonight, sprained ankle, um, just injury bugs everywhere. I don't even know where Jackson Hayes got hurt. I'm not sure. Didn't, yeah. didn't see the play. Even, even the, remember, even the Torian scratch, when Torian got scratched from the game, oh, the, yes. the game prior, he just like right before the game, he was hurt. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, when did this happen? Like, it, yeah. It, so it's very, very strange. I mean, that's strange. It just, it happens. But like, just these injury bugs have been super, super annoying. I'm, I'm just looking through. I, I keep getting distracted. I'm looking off screen because it's freaking Jimmy Butler's headshot on, on ES, the <laughs> NBA media. It just keeps distracting me. I was like, what is this guy doing? It's it's funny. Obviously, it's a it's a thing that he's doing. For but sure. For I'm, sure. I'm looking through some of the stats. Lakers, 8 for 26 from three. Again, another tough game from three um, for the Oof. team as a whole. Um, we had... Austin went three for eight. Good to see him taking uh, uh, more, continuing to take more than five threes a game. Uh, he knocked this down. Braun, zero for four. That's another. I, I will say that for for the ten game, the ten game uh, sure, sure. look back because I don't want to harp on Braun too much this game. But like, you know, the the three ball not being there. We don't have Gabe. We had we're missing a lot of the scoring that that we typically would get would would utilize um, and whatnot when it came to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough, dude. It's not gonna be easy to win any of these games because we're down so many bodies. But hopefully, some of these guys can come back. Yeah, if we can get I mean, Jackson yeah, like, back, get Rui back sooner than later, that'd be great. That would, that would go a long way for us. Yeah, you have Portland, I think, as well coming up soon. You have the Suns after Houston, if I have that right. Again, like I hate using this term, but we're in survival mode, which is a, a crazy place to be. But that's where yeah. you are, especially if Rui's not playing. And again, the Christian Wood lineups, I'm. I have my concerns defensively, especially if you just went into the LeBron kind of part of this, right, in terms of LeBron's increased responsibility. AD already was shouldering so much, right? He had a mm -hmm. lot on his shoulders for a team that was relatively more healthy than this one, and we already yeah. saw the concerns. Again, I think a Miami is not a team that has the guards that can punish you the way that other teams can, that, like, ball pressure you in a way that make our guards uncomfortable. So you got a good game from our guards the shooting's not there obviously from three that's going to happen on the road but the defense stuff the rebounding um you can just gonna have to be hot and that's the point of those starters right Vinay? if you're gonna start christian wood you have d'lo austin torian wood next to lebron bunch of shooting should be you should be able to score at least on a houston defense which i think is improved i think um uh Ime has them playing better you're going to have Dylan Brooks absolutely fired up. This is going to be his game seven. <laughs> um, if you don't think Dylan Brooks is coming into that game with absolute heaters, and that might be a good thing. You never know. Dylan Brooks' experience sure. can go one or one way or the other. Um, but that dude's going to come in fired up, full court pressure on LeBron from from, from tip yeah. off. Um, and so, and again, Fred Van Fleet's a good NBA player. They, you know, I still, I'm not, I don't remember if a uh, Sangoon is hurt. I think he's playing, uh, their, their draft pick was hurt, but Jalen green, all those dudes, like it's a tough, tough game to go in without AD. We saw it last year. I think we lost in Houston because AD didn't play. It's a tough, tough, uh, tough way to go. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be. So I, I would say like the main difference between this season and last season um, with AD going down is, you know, we do have a guy like Christian Wood available. I think Jackson probably mm -hmm. comes back sooner than later. So we'll have bigger bodies to to replace, not completely, but to, to at least help fill some of the gaps uh, in, in roles and responsibilities. So I, I have a question for you. So like we, we've done mm -hmm. this Cam Reddish thing now for two games, for three games <laughs> in a row now. 
And yeah. it's it's not a bad thing. Like obviously he played really well against the Clippers and his defense is fantastic. Um, but we're also like playing like Torian on Tyler Hero and in, in certain lineups. And so I'm I'm wondering, like, should we do you think we should pivot? You know, let's say AD has to miss a couple games at the very most, right? Like let's say Houston's up. We can't go all off. I think we'll hemorrhage too many points defensively for that for that to work. But do you right. think that that maybe we should um, like go bigger in the sense that like you go a little bit more physical? So you move Tori into the three, to the wing spot. Braun goes okay. to the other wing spot, right? The four, whatever he normally plays right now, and then then you put you put Christian Wood in to play that five. So it's like it's not all offense. Torian's just kind of taking the role that um, Torian's taking up the role that Cam would normally take. Because my concern is is that it's. Cam is like a skinny wing, and so Sorry. it's not it's not enough like, and he stays attached to his guys, right? So like, from like a spacing perspective, it actually kind of makes it easier for other teams because they'll know they know Cam's never going to leave his guy, or Cam's going to always mm. stay pretty closely attached. Whereas a guy like Torian might be able to play in between, you know, like in the gaps in between while recovering mm-hmm. to his guy. You you get what I'm saying? Like, right, right, should right. we should we size up in regards like in that regards, and maybe maybe play uh. bigger? Or do we just or do you think the Lakers are just going to go? Do you, let's say AD doesn't play, they'll just put Wood in at center and then just say, "All right, you know what? We'll figure it out." I'm um, I'm sure that's what they're going to do. I'm pretty sure yeah. Wood's just going to come right in for AD and play that center spot. I I you know I I grapple back and forth with this when they have D'Lo Austin and Torian is just tenable. Like forget right now, sure. right in terms of our injuries and all that stuff. I just wonder if that's a tenable like three man you know uh, unit in terms of like defensively what you need type of rebounding you need the point of attack defense you need just to be a high level team to be competitive um again this is not uh miami's a really good team and extremely well coached so to have to gauge all of that when you're this shorthanded um i mean they're missing some players too caleb martin is out or yeah yeah, caleb martin's out for them as well right so they're missing some guys but um yeah i just i I go back and forth that that works i think you have to be so on fire offensively like that's the point of those units and they just they have not cooked in that way like Torian is is hot and cold um D'Lo I think has played well uh but and Austin is starting his groove I just I wonder if that can keep up um but they don't really have a choice right like I mean Cam and Max are gonna have to play I'll push this to you Max is interesting because I feel like when I see him get the ball like you could tell he has way more to his game than he feels like he's allowed to show. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like when he gets the ball, like he's pulling out some like pull-up jumpers and yeah. I, I thought he had some nice drives to the rim. Still only 15 minutes. Some people pushed his plus minus. I don't really like, I, I don't really, I didn't really, I didn't really see him as like any fault in, in the units yeah. that he was in. Would you kind of up his, his numbers a little bit more? Do you, like, I think he's already been a better offensive, like NBA player than Cam, like just yeah. in terms of, a spot up he's, guy. he's certainly more confident for sure he's way mm-hmm. more confident in his ability to score the basketball right now at least like you know like i said there there's some pressure when you put on the laker jersey you know they, i think i'm sure cam mm-hmm. knows there's a big right. microscope on every small thing he does people were going crazy over his performance not being good in the preseason already so he probably feels young kid probably feels some pressure but i'm with you dude i think max is probably a little bit more comfortable with the, the spotlight on him in this current situation yeah only only 15 minutes for him and i just think like with our lack of wings he just brings stuff that those guys don't he's a better rebounder already than torian um i think he's a better like rebounder at least a team rebounder than cam yeah. 
he gets in he gets in the trenches a little bit more like he fights more he's a little bit more physical and i think the defensive gap just isn't large enough in a to yeah. to warrant the minute gap that it is and Cam's, again cam's been awesome defensively it's just it's the vando thing but vando's yeah. just better than cam and he's bigger and he's you know like he just has more defensive versatility than cam does uh so i would i would i would really consider it i think if can if if you can play max a little bit more but again it's, it's tough that's a yeah uh, that's not why we lost tonight but I, yeah, I just, yeah, that's, no. something to, that's something i'm looking for going forward because it's just if you don't play max now when are you gonna play him like, you have no wings yeah, like, where, where are you going yeah. plus no gabe right gabe is out as well who i always seem to just forget that you know gabe vincent is also uh was supposed to be like in the top six of this rotation um but i i think about putting max in as well it's just it's a it's a tough place to be with uh with no wings and obviously jackson hayes was out tonight so uh shorthanded one point game uh you can you know at least walk with your head head high you know your head up a little bit but so that's a rough one to, to go down with for sure you sound you sound so unhappy dude <laughs> you sound like oh my so god like... man i just <laughs> you know you i know just can't is. believe I just yeah. can't believe we're here again. Like we're yeah. here again in like six games in, and it's not just the AD injury. It's like that obviously is the chair. It's like the one that broke the camel's back, right? Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? You're lifting all these injuries, and then AD's injury just breaks you, and you're like, well, there it is. there it is. Like the <laughs> the wall broke. Uh, here comes the flood. <laughs> you know, yeah. like the water's yeah, yeah. coming through. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> No, 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 it's just, it's just, it's just because like, people can't see it. So uh, you know what I was gonna do is because we have, we have like about fifteen minutes. Uh, so yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, allow, I'm gonna, uh, it, for any of the folks that are in the space, you guys want to give us your thoughts about the game today. Um, uh, you guys can hit the request button um, on the Twitter space, and I'll bring you up, um, and we can chat a little bit about, you know, just what's your feelings. Uh, the, the reason why I was laughing is because people can't see your face when you're saying it, and they're listening to you in the space. So when I'm looking at your face, and you're just like, there's so much earnest, like man everything is going so good and then like there's this like inflection point in the way that that you're like describing so, it and then your voice gets all sad so it cracks you up go ahead so I, so I just realized and this may be just how this night is going uh i guess my phone died a little while ago and oh no uh, my yeah, phone has been all... to myself the whole time oh my god oh yeah this is this I is need, far for the night i man, need to phone. i need to Oh, it must have just been recently. I don't think it was something that was happening. Oh, okay, okay yeah, folks. Yeah. So uh, you guys, you guys can't hear it, but Raj was basically saying uh, that he's aware that his phone just died. Um, so you guys can blame the technical difficulties yeah, on apologies. the space to him. Um, <sighs> but yeah, uh, it it's it's been very it's been very tough uh, to deal with. Um, so let me let me just do this. I'll let the folks in the space go, and I guess we'll we'll finish. Your phone's probably not going to charge in time, so no, uh, I'll yeah, go ahead and turn on. Yeah, I'll go ahead and conclude. Um, we could just call it for the night. It's totally fine. Uh, with with the technical difficulties that are going on, it's just been it's been a oh, rough night. Unless you want to keep you want to keep recording. And yeah, we can we can we can finish this. Okay, okay, yeah, let me we'll just do that. Okay, uh, so all the folks in the space, Raj's phone has died. You guys can message Raj, DM him, tweet him, and tell him yeah, to get me. better technology uh, because it's his fault that he's not in the space. Um, and you guys have literally been listening to me talk to myself, which is <laughs> a shocker because there's still like 25 people in here listening to me. They're yeah, well, I have no back. idea when that occurred. So yeah, I, just, no worries. I saw in my mentions and I just realized. So yeah, no worries. apologies so, so, for, I know people can't hear me anyway, so I don't know, yeah, talking to myself yeah. again. So Raj, Raj is profusely apologizing uh, to everybody's <laughs> in the space, so, so you guys don't know. But um, uh, 
in regards to that, we apologize. Uh, we'll definitely be on top of that a little bit more. Roger, make sure he gets his phone charged uh, on time. So we're going to let the folks in the space go. Um, and you guys can enjoy, uh, you guys can enjoy your, uh, the rest of your evening. Um, and, and me and Roger just go out and finish here. So, uh, thank you for joining us live and, you know, we appreciate you whether you like subscribe, uh, but the, the full video recording will be up, uh, with the rest of this that we record on, on Apple and Spotify. So you guys definitely tune in then. And if nothing else, we appreciate you. You guys have a great day and we'll see you in the next one. All right. So. Let us let us continue. <laughs> this, this I love, I love how that I love how that coincided with you being like, man, you look so sad. And then I look <laughs> and I just look and I realize my phone's not even on. Dude, Perfect. so we did this is back to back week. Last week I or the last pod I had to be like record out of the garage and then I was like cutting up the video oh, and gosh. I was or not the garage my closet and I was listening right. to it and I was like, dude, the acoustics sound amazing in here. But then I was just like, this is too much work. I'm just going to cut this whole thing to cut this pod out. You know, like we just won't yeah, post yeah. it because people are going to be like, why is this dude? Why is this dude recording in a in a closet? And I can see his clothes hanging behind him and stuff like that. But yeah, all the that's the context for the folks. That's the reason why the Orlando one didn't get post game didn't get put. But getting back to the getting back to the Lakers, like the, the, this, this thing with like dealing with injuries and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's just mm-hmm. too much. It's just, it's just like, I, I don't, there's really no way for us to plan like for all these different contingencies. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what, what they do. And it's something that you can't like really control at all. Right. Like it's just uh, par for the course. I think the Lakers are going to be extremely cautious in anything that they do in terms of the injuries, but uh, it's just rough. Oh, did you? And you have AD out, you have Rui out, you have Vando out. That's just, that's a lot. That's a that's a ton of just depth and wings and just physicality on a team that's already that's already lacking it. Um, and we're in a, we're in a tough spot, dude. We're in a hell of a tough spot, man. It's just you can hear it in my voice. You can hear the cracks in it. The absolute, you know, the it's tough because I, I I I like to go rewatch the games and like. Everything before AD gets hurt is kind of negligent in this ball game. Like I don't, I yeah. don't know what to take from it once, once, but once AD goes out, so we're in a we're in a trust spot. But um, yeah. yeah, So so what do you what do you think? Like what? If, okay, Houston's coming up. We know AD is going to be out. What do you what do you do? What what is your um, lineup change that you make? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think they're going to go to Christian Wood who start, which okay. makes sense. I mean, that's just that's his. He's the one for one sub, right? Like I think that's what they do. This puts again a lot of pressure. You you keep speaking about it, and I think it's valid. This puts a lot of pressure on LeBron. Um, I don't know how many minutes he played tonight, but those weren't like you know, Renee. You talk about this a lot in terms of his minute loads. Where early in the season, you could tell like they weren't. They weren't tough minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Was, there's some cardio going on there. Not that there's any issue with that. Or either of us have any, but tonight was not that. Tonight was Jimmy Butler hounding you, leaning on you. You know, like like to me, that's what it's gonna be. Um, especially without AD, teams are gonna even up their physicality even more. If you thought it was on the scouting report before, what do you see see it now, right? Um, and teams still do this even with Wood tonight. Miami was pulling him out of the paint, and it's like, yeah, go ahead, Torian uh cam whoever it is battle with us inside um against bam out of bio against whoever else is in the paint and those are stuff that i think teams are going to continue to do um but yeah what would you do would you start would you continue to start christian and just kind of go par for the course 
Yeah, I think I think what they're probably going to do is just run run Christian in his spot. If Jackson mm-hmm. is healthy, I could see a situation where they play Jackson instead, they mm-hmm. instead of Christian, and keep bringing Christian off the bench because that way they're not. Good point. They're not because, um, like, you think of it, dude. It's just like the way I see it. If Jackson is healthy, you should maybe roll the dice on him just as a defensive center to start your games. Because yeah. how many shots is Christian going to get? Like D'Lo, Austin, and Braun on the floor. Like he's, and then the kickouts are probably going to uh, Torian at the very most. That's that's where they've been going on those corners. So it's just like, are they going to be giving Christian the ball that much? Are they going to be running a ton of pick and roll to get him the ball, pick and pops, or you know, him diving to the rim, all that kind of stuff? Like, so I, I, I if if Jackson's healthy, if the ankle sprain, I don't know if they put a time frame on his ankle sprain. I think they just said it was an ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. If it's mild and he can play next game. Might be worth playing him yeah. as a defensive center. I could see that. I kind of like that actually. I didn't think of that, but I mean, in against Houston too, a team that just runs up and down. I kind of like Jackson Hayes just being a big body. LeBron likes playing with him. Give that team a lob threat, right? Give them a, a vertical spacer um, that that runs down the floor, and Jackson just put a in terms of very simple role. I think Jackson can fulfill the eighty defensive responsibilities better than Christian Wood can, mm. right? I think that's more of a Obviously, Wood has more of the offensive fit, but I think Jackson Hayes can kind of fit that defensive uh, lineup and responsibility a little bit better. So I really like that. I don't think they'll do it. I think Christian Wood has probably something in his deal where, like, if 80's out, I'm I'm starting. <laughs> Not officially, you you, of course. You think, there's, you think there's roster? You think there's contract shenanigans? You know, I, I would I wouldn't put it past I wouldn't put it past. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. it called? Not th- I mean, uh, Christian Wood had a lot of minimum offer deals. I'm sure, like there were some uh, incentives to to come here in terms of uh, in terms of that. But you know, you can never like plan for that, I guess, in, in totality. But yeah, I, like I, I I see Christian starting. I kind of like I kind of like the Hayes fit though. Side note, I, Vinay, one other thing that really bothered me, and again, it just doesn't matter because yeah. tonight doesn't matter, but. We run way too much for Christian Wood to just take like mid-range jumpers. What are we what are we doing, man? Like this is like a big play too, like late in the game. Out of a timeout, Vinay. This is yeah. out of a timeout. I'll never forget this. And I think we're like on a run. It's like down one or down two. <laughs> like we set like a down screen for Christian Wood to come off and take like a mid-range pull-up, which he's in no rhythm for. That's like not his shot at all. Another play again. We set a ball screen for Christian Wood. He takes the three. The team ha- Miami hasn't switched. They haven't yeah. ran through it. They've done nothing. He just pulls from forty feet. Like, what are we? What are we? Can we? Can we control it? And he hit some threes tonight. So I'm not mad. Yeah, at he did. totality. But some of the process stuff to me is just I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. But do you see that as well? That that stuff that just annoys me in in a close game. Like, it just doesn't 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 add up to what what we're trying to do. Yeah, it's it's uh it's very interesting to see um who gets some of these calls and who gets some of these like oh who gets the plays run for them and uh, who who doesn't. Um, this was another game where I thought the Heat were trying to be physical with D'Angelo Russell, and mm. there was a play where he had I don't know who he had beat. He had somebody beat on the way to the rim, but he would have had to take the layup with his right hand. And he didn't take the layup attempt. And he was, like, right at the rim. Like, he could very easily take it. And he ends up kicking it out to Torian Prince in the corner for, like, what felt like it was a right corner three. And it felt like it was a okay. – wasn't, like, a heavily contested corner three, but it was, like, a it was like a 
Yeah, yeah you didn't one. need mm-hmm. to make this pass. You could probably could have just taken this layup and we would have taken the two points. There's a he's done that a couple times now. And and it's again, this is one of those things where it's just like from a basketball in the vacuum of basketball, setting up the open three is a good thing, right? It's always going to be the good thing. Torian's not a bad three-point shooter, so it's it's okay to to set him up. But when you need buckets, like we're mm-hmm. not scoring. And your shot is easier than the uh, the shot that you're about to create for your teammate, um, or it's just a tough shot that, that you know, like. But it's like the Austin one. Austin takes mm-hmm. Harrow to the rim. That's not an easy layup that he attempts. Harrow's with him almost stride for stride, and they end up scoring anyways. But it's just like when I see stuff like that happen in the game. Like sometimes it gives me like a like it gives me pause for a second. Like I like in the back of my mind, I remember that play, and I'll go hmm. I wonder what would have happened if he had taken that layup. How would have my, Miami's coverage changed the next time around uh, he gets the ball? Maybe they sink in a little bit more. Now that that shot for Torian is a little bit cleaner. Uh, the reason why Braun, you know, obviously gets commands that much attention at the rim is because he was taking it to the rim. He wasn't settling for threes. Uh, and, and he kept going to the rim in the fourth quarter. So obviously he's going to command three people um, and, and set up Cam Reddish for that shot. So it's just like, there's a that I've been like kind of watching that. Like when teams get real, you like Miami gets into you, Denver gets into yeah. you, the Clippers get into you. How do you respond? And the Clippers, he was back cutting, using the floater, not being mm-hmm. afraid to shoot the ball. But then this game, it's like, oh, it's much closer. You know, you're not trying to make a comeback. You know, there, there's it's very tight. You don't want to be the guy yeah. who make misses shots, that, that sort of thing. What, what do you think about yeah. that? So the issue with D'Lo to me, Vinay, is like he doesn't get to the rim. He doesn't get to the line, right? So, like, that automatically puts you in a very streaky box. And he's too good to, like, be in, in there. But he's in that box, right? So there's, that's why he'll have 27, 28. No, he have eight, right? And people are like, what the, D'Lo, what the hell? He just had 30. How can he have eight? It's like, well, when your jump shot, jump shot isn't going, you can't impact the game offensively in any other capacity. It's really tough. Like, he can, he's obviously a good playmaker um, and, and a good assist man. But that leads to him being very passive. Like I think it plays on his passive traits, right? In terms of when he's just in pure playmaker mode and he's at best when he's kind of towing that line. Renee, this isn't a real stat, but I this is a stat I have. Yeah. He is uh number one in LeBron death stairs this year. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's not a real stat, but it's one I'm keeping track of. Um I don't know. His body language has been like that. Well, LeBron gave him another just that stare tonight. I forgot the exact play. I think he was um LeBron was driving and was about to kick to D'Lo and like D'Lo just lost it out of bounds or something. And LeBron gave him the like longest like stare um going down the floor. And he had another one, I think, in Orlando. Do you remember right before I think it was right before the half or something? Yeah. We just turned it over. D'Lo, uh D'Lo and LeBron kind of had a miscommunication on where, where yeah. the inbounds was. But yeah, uh, interesting. And again, like game seven for LeBron to be this frustrated, it just it, it's tough. And to watch him like un, to watch him look around and just realize that damn, I went because LeBron, I think, went hard tonight. Like, I think he really did want this win. And yeah. I think, like, in Miami, it's something about playing Miami and Eric's bolster and something about that just really gets him going. But I felt like he put in a full um effort to try to get this one, so it's rough, rough. Uh, rough game for him and and rough one for D'Lo too, who was shooting well. Like to yeah. get kicked out in that manner, that's that's tough. Six for ten from the field, um, but again, no free throws for for D'Lo. You know what I mean? Like as a 
too skilled of a guard not to get to the line a little bit, not to use your skill, you know, you, you leverage your skill to get easy ones. And he just doesn't get easy ones. He had like a few layups tonight in transition, he had a layup in the half court where he drove, but Vinay just doesn't get any easy looks. And that's unless they're spot up opportunities. But, um, and as your creator guard, you hope you can get a, a couple easier ones and just didn't. And that's kind of been his game throughout the season so far. Yeah, that prompted me to that kind of prompted me to, to look up the stats. So I, I thought I'd pull up. You want to you want to hear a really crazy D'Lo stat, a mm. crazy one. How many threes? What do you think D'Lo is shooting percentage wise from three this season? Oh, on on all like, three attempts. All three. Uh, let's put him at like what thirty eight. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. He's shooting twenty eight percent from three. Twenty eight percent. Wow. Yeah, it's tough. Let me let me, let, me, let me confirm this so my eyes aren't crazy. Let me follow the line all the way across here. D'Angelo Russell. No, you're right. All I three. 11 for 39. He's shooting 28% from three. I didn't know that. I thought he was shooting like 35%. So 11 for 39, including going one for, for – so he was 12 for 42 on the season right now. I think That's if, you take out the Or- if you take out the Orlando game, which I feel like, I mean, he really, I think he had multiple threes in that one. Um, the the one at I home? Guess. Yeah, yeah, the, the home game, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah, so he was three for six from three in the Orlando game. So you just take out those, and um, yeah. that makes it a, a lot worse. Yeah, he's has not shot the ball well to start start the season. Yeah, so yeah, so it's, a, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, like his mid ranges look good. He, he had it to, to mm-hmm. start the game. Um, I think the Lakers actually, we should talk about that. The Lakers did start the game off getting completely run off the floor. They, they actually had a good yeah. start to the seat. Was that, was that like uh, a testament to something that they did? Were they more locked in you think, or do you think the heat are just not it, that good? Yeah. It felt like the heat missed a lot of open threes. Like they took, mm-hmm. I think they had like, 13 threes real early like they were getting them up because they were getting wide open ones it was again the same problem to me a lot of dribble penetration a lot of austin d just giving up the drive yeah. a lot of baseline kicks a lot of baseline passes a lot of corner threes the worst ones you want to give up so it felt a little fool's gold in terms of i mean it's not like they didn't score i think it was what like 33 33 at the end of one like yeah. i'm pretty sure I, I believe it was a high scoring quarter so it's not like we um defended them all that well uh austin came out and played well, and I thought D'Lo hit a few shots early, but um, yeah, it yeah, you're, you're right. I'm, I'm looking at the stats. Miami went five for eight in the first quarter against the Lakers. Yeah, from three. Yeah, they, yeah. they hit. Five they were threes. all all wide. Well, like one of them was a bam three. Like I mean, that's yeah. I don't. That's one that you're fine with giving up. But the other ones, when they felt like wide open, a lot of corner threes. Um, yeah, I think Haywood Highsmith, if I remember, hit one. Jimmy Butler hit one in the first quarter. Duncan yeah, Robinson had, had a. Co- Duncan Robinson had a corner three. My, f- my favorite moment tonight was LeBron was on Duncan Robinson for like one possession. He decided this is not, this is not he, for well, me. I mean, he had eight, he had eight points, uh, Duncan yeah. Robinson, the first quarter for them. So that the, the end of the first quarter, it was 23, 22. Uh, I believe the Lakers were up. No, sorry. 33, 33. Yeah, you're right. It was a tie game, but Duncan Robinson had eight of their points in five minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's probably not a good recipe for success. If a guy can just come off the bench uh, and and score, especially not Duncan Robinson, if he if he's able to come in and score eight points in uh, that short of a span, that, that's that means there's a breakdown somewhere in terms of like how you guys are defending him, or you guys are just asleep, uh, or you turned over the ball too much and he got way too many easy opportunities. Let me ask you this: so I just saw a stat: Lakers are 29th in three point percentage so far. 
Yeah. We have not shot over 40 from three. What What do you think is the difference between – obviously preseason and regular season are different, but at least stylistically, right, we – like both of us watched the games. We were like, oh, this makes sense basketball-wise. Mm-hmm. The fit-wise, the shooting, it looks real. What – um not facade, but what what didn't go like? What's not going as planned? I guess with the shooting, is it just Gabe missing? Is it um, Rui out? Obviously, Vando is not really a part of this conversation in terms of the three. Well, maybe he helps you get some open threes, but where's the where's the separation here in terms of what this team was supposed to be and what they are, which is right now a bad shooting team. They are a bad shooting team right now. Yeah, that's not you know, what they were I, projected as. Yeah, so the, the way I see it is. And, I, and I'm pulling up the the numbers as we discuss this so that we have some like um, validity to it. It's it. I think it's who's taking the shots, and it's mm. also like the structure of. We talked about this in the last pod, like the purposefulness of the offense. What are we? What kind? What shot are we trying to generate when we run our offense or when we have certain lineups? And I think that's still a little disjointed with the way that we play right now. Like it seems that sometimes. Like there was very clear points in today's game where you could tell that it's like, okay, this, the, the, our goal here is to get Austin to the rim, you know, run the pick and roll. Austin, Austin can get scoring opportunities and whatnot. Um, but out, and, and then there's, there's clear possessions where we're trying to get, uh, what's it called? We're trying to get, you know, AD touches in the paint, you know, get him post up place. Dude, AD had a play today, dude, where he caught it in the post. He spun over his left shoulder and made a hook shot over two two yeah. players. And I was just like, dude, he's so good right now, like finishing it in the rim and and that sort of thing. So, sorry, that just popped into my head because I was just disappointed that he got hurt. But like, it's got to be who's taking the most shot, who's taking these three. So I'm I'm pulling it up right now. The the most three point attempts, D'Angelo Russell. So that's not good. It's the right person shooting the ball. He's just not making them. So that's part of the issue there. He's 27.5%, um, 28% right now. And the second guy taking threes is LeBron James. Um, yeah. But he's shooting him at 36%. So I can't actually be mad. That's better than he was last season, um, 36%. Austin was in a slump. Uh, he's taking the third most threes, 24, which is not really – I mean, it's, it is – he's at he's at 30%. But that uptick we've seen in the past couple of games, that's going to start going up. Uh, Torian Prince doing his job, 40%, 41% for three, 22 attempts. But we missed him for a game or two, I think. We haven't mm-hmm. had him. Christian Wood shooting 38%. Gabe Vincent, obviously, we already know. He's shot horrendously from three, one for 14. Cam Reddish, <laughs> two for 13. Cam Reddish is starting games for us. And, like, that's what I mean. Like, the, the people who are in position to take these shots situationally are not the people that we want to have taking those shots situationally. So if it's, like, that last play is a perfect example. That, that shouldn't be Cam Reddish in the corner. That should be Torian no. Prince or Austin Reeves or somebody else. And so my thing is, if, if we're purposely – if we're running the offense in in a way, if, just like that final possession with LeBron, if the goal is, okay, we're going to give it to LeBron, we trust LeBron to make the best, best decision possible, whether it's calling his own number or passing it to a teammate. And you know that LeBron's typically always – this the Lakers have their own data. They know what LeBron likes to do. That if LeBron drives, he's going to kick it to the corners wherever or wherever somebody's helping off of, then that's the coaching staff's fault for not being putting the right guys in those corner positions, right? Like when Braun throws a pass to Kyle Korver in Cleveland and, and Kyle Korver misses the shot, that is the right play to the right player. You just didn't make it. It's okay. That's fine. That, that, that's still a, a, a 
everything is lined up the way it's supposed to be. But it can't be brawn to Cam Reddish, like you right. said. Like, because then you know, you and I are having the discussion of, well, should he have even made that pass to Cam Reddish? And so, like, I think that's something that's plaguing this team. I think the numbers are the way they are because of the lack of purposefulness in the offense. You know what I mean? Like, are we running yeah. a lineup that's going to be a bunch of guys that are ball hawks that are trying to get a bunch of transition turnovers and get out in transition? I don't even know what that lineup looks like for us. What's that lineup for us? Yeah. Like, you know, I would say like the um, last season or the season before that we knew what that lineup was. We'd go small with guards and they'd be like Dennis, Russ, Pat. And these guys are all trying to get into your space to generate turnovers and stuff like that. That's kind of what they were trying to do um, and get out in transition. That's how they would score. So like, yeah. I think that's that's the thing that's great. I, I, do you think Ham – I'll push this back to you. Do you think Ham is ex- – do you think Ham is collecting data? Let me put it that way. Do you mm. think he's collecting data with, with what's happening in these games? Because that's what it feels like he's doing. Like he's just oh. playing the lineup and he wants – like obviously he'll call some actions. But it feels like he's running – he's trying to see what sticks. Obviously the injuries don't help, but mm-hmm. it seems like he's trying to see what sticks. What do, what do you think about that theory? I, I think that's totally what's happening. <laughs> Again, I, I keep yeah. using this term. He's back in February. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he's back in – uh, I got it, not February, but maybe like January, where I just kind of throw shit at the wall. And, you know, we joke about the Russ at center, you know, unit or um, Thomas Bryant next to Wayne and Gabriel or, you know, like this is very much an exper- experimental kind of mode um, that he's in. And I think that's that's what this part of the season is for. And that was what's great about like when LeBron and AD were healthy, you can kind of figure out what's working. What's not like. But hey, 80 went out tonight, but 80 is a minus six on the season, right? And that, obviously, 80 has been incredible. But that mm-hmm. tells me that tells me there's fundamentally wrong something wrong, like something's yeah. going extremely wrong. With 80s being this productive, this dominant on defense, and you're losing by that much while he's playing, um, that tells me something's awfully going wrong with your units, with your whatever you're running. The defense, the scheme is not matching personnel. Um, something isn't right. So like. Yeah, I do think he's experimenting, and it sucks that like he doesn't get to experiment with all his chem- like chemicals. You know what I mean? Like you don't get you don't get to use everyone. He's got to use bits and pieces at each time, and uh, that that's rough. That's a rough place to be. And I think as a coach, you kind of just want consistency, right? And that's why I kind of pushed this to you last pod about Torian starting in terms of like he's probably a better player, but I'm getting 20 points and I'm getting zero on each night. I I don't know yeah. what I'm getting. And uh, Cam, I obviously you're not getting the offense, but at least I can kind of pencil in the defense. And I think that's yeah. why he's playing so much and why he's playing so many minutes. Um, I just looked up here. So, yeah, LeBron and AD are still a plus 10 net rating on the season. So they're, yeah. that, those two have worked. Um, I feel like if you add, like, one of the starters in there, uh, yeah, with Prince, Prince, and, uh, Prince and LeBron are, like, a, a plus zero um, net. So, like, the starters have really haven't been well, haven't played well, but. Um, yeah, I think he's experimenting, uh, and I think they expected Rui to be a big part of this, Vando to be a big part of this. Yeah, and you throw those guys out, and you're and you're you're back in your minimum pickings, as good as Cam has been. Like it's it's a minimum signing, like that that yeah. you're um, relying on for for heavy minutes. So, yeah, that, that that's actually tough. that's that's a very way, fair way to say it. Like Rui was looked was expected to be like a thirty minutes per game guy, 
Mm-hmm. Vando is probably like somewhere between 24 to 30 minutes. And just not having those guys, knowing how much synergy they kind of have already uh, with, with our existing starters makes a huge, huge difference um, in terms of just not having that continuity and having like the mixed results and stuff like that for it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like if everybody's healthy, you know, Vando going back in the starting lineup, I think really fixes that, fixes a lot of the issues with those lineups. And I think like sure. Torian sliding back and playing off of like Rui, like it being, it's got to be something like a Gabe, Torian, mm. Rui, Jackson, and like, I don't know, one one guy to facilitate really for, for those different guys. But that lineup has to be like called actions. Like you, you have to des- you have to run a design. No freestyling for that offense. You need to run a designed offense. And so, if it's Austin facilitating or Dilo facilitating, Ham is testing stuff out. But it's just like it's very clear that like Ham has not completely decided exactly what he wants to run. In, in and it, obviously injuries cause cause issues too as well. But sometimes even when he does have players, like the the lineups don't make any sense. Like we had the game where like. AD clearly should have gotten the ball more, and then he didn't. But then the next game, he got the ball a lot, and we won. But then the game after that, we didn't give him the ball that much. So it's just like it's. I can't imagine like he's just like leaving it up to them. He must be trying something different, yeah, or these players yeah. are just like wishy washy with with how they're how they're trying to execute the offense. Yeah, it's hard to hard to really discern um, which one. So obviously, AD went out tonight. We're not going to speak on the injury at all, but. I just wanted to ask you, this is something that came up in my head. Mm-hmm. Do you think anything that had to do anything with the, I guess, load that he had a shoulder defensively? Minutes-wise? Uh, Minutes-wise, just in terms of the physical toll. and um, I know it's a, it's a, it's a tough line yeah. to walk, and it's a very gray area. It's just like um, that's something I think about in terms of no wings, no forwards, no defensive forwards, where yeah. it's a lot on AD to be the guy who has to not only protect the rim, battle on the board, um, do all that defensive stuff. It's just stuff I – in terms of wear and tear, right, is what I mean. In, in six games, he's played, I think I think he was, like, yeah. leading the league in minutes at one point or, or something like yeah. that um, in, in terms because, of just how because much of the over, the, Because the of the overtime, time sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where you have to figure out whether he's capable of protecting himself um, versus mm. the staff protecting him, like – there are times, yeah. and again, I'm only going to use this example because this is his teammate, but like you could tell there are some times where Braun is very aware of where his body's at in the middle of the game, and he won't overextend himself. You know, um, I, he's that. If there's anything else outside of his longevity, his awareness of his own health in mm-hmm. season and in games um, is, is very, very clear. Like he knows what he's able to do, what he's willing to do, and, you know, how much of a toll that'll take on his body. AD's still a young guy, so he just thinks that he can just keep going at 100 um, every single time. And then when he does it and he's physically exhausted or he's just like mentally out of it, it's very obvious. That's when we say that. That's why we say he has an inconsistent motor because he goes all out one game and then the next game he's it's it's way below his standard. And then he goes all out again the very next game because he's, he's trying to conserve. So like I don't yeah. know if he's ever found that thing, but the reason why I'm saying that is because this is an example of what that looks like. Like – He's going, it's, you know, he's been phenomenal. You could argue he's probably been one of the best players, if not like a top five player in the NBA through first six games. But if he's burning himself out because he's constantly going, you know, having to protect his teammates, uh, do the stuff that his teammates aren't doing, that sort of thing. And, you know, we don't know what type of leader he is, if he's going to jump on them and tell them, hey, 
you have to come help crash glass. You got to cut this crap out. I can't keep doing this for everybody um, or talk to the coach about it or whatever it is that they do in the meetings. Like that will eventually take a toll on his own body. I don't know in today's case, if that's the reason why that happened, but if it's, if it's yeah. a workload injury, then for sure. Like, like it's, it's um, yeah. The only, the only reason I say that, cause I think this was a, like a non-contact where he just yeah. was going up and contesting Kyle Lowry. Like I said, yeah. it's a tough place to be um so again these aren't things that you can get out by you know not playing in preseason or you know like there's nothing that you can do these are just general basketball plays that have to be made in in a in the course of a game it's just it's tough you can't really predict and it's not like when 80 was gonna play 82 games like you know like this is this is something that was coming whether that comes now or that comes in february um but you know you would have liked to at least had some momentum and that's the part that kills me the most i think is that we built no momentum at all. Like, I, in my opinion, I don't know if you disagree with me, but I, I just, I don't think we built momentum as a team. Like, we got the Clipper mm. win, which is great, a lot of energy. Um, but you come right back from that and get blown out by Orlando. No road win so far. Um, you have not blown a team out. Every game has been close that you've won, uh, and true. they played a tough. You know, they played a tough, few tough games here and there, yeah. but still, just I feel like the team hasn't got like a I don't know, signature win i don't know if that's the clipper game i guess could be your signature win but it just sure. hasn't been a game where everything's clicked you know what i mean like oh like this is the team at its best when this is going yeah. this is going and this is going and that just hasn't happened it's been a lot of separate entities separate islands kind of coexisting one game austin goes off another lebron takes over you know like it's just it's it hasn't coexisted in a way and with no ad it's not going to for a little, for however he's out, but that's the most disappointing thing for me is that we, we really haven't caught fire or any momentum yet, um, yeah. as some other teams have. Yeah, and it's going to be hard to do with with so many injuries coming around. Um, yeah, and just players just being in and out of the lineup. It's going to be hard to build continuity. Like really, the only thing that's had continuity is our backcourt. Like Austin and and Dilo have yeah. played every single game so far, basically, and so that's gonna that's that's gonna make things a little bit like that's something we can lean on. And now Austin's kind of breaking out of his slump now, which is, which is great to see. And obviously LeBron's been available too. So that that's also been good too as well. So we have those three guys and now it's just kind of try to fit in the pieces in, in, around them uh, that, that can be healthy. It sucks that these guys keep getting these random injuries right before game starts and we, and we just don't have them available at all. Uh, yeah. But you just have to try to try to make it like at this point, Torian's back. So now we've got AD, Rui, Vando, and Gabe, those are four core rotation players that we don't have. So it's just they got a patchwork, dude. And, and Jackson, I'm I'm assuming Jackson's thing is not too serious, but like yeah. um, that's four core rotation guys. So we got we got to do some patchwork. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it would probably be in Ham's best interest to not freestyle. Don't let them freestyle their offense when when you don't have you know your main guys on the floor because that's usually when things go awry for the team in general. Yeah, um, yeah. I think last thing for me is just. You mentioned, you know, that the one thing we've had is our backcourt, right? Austin and D'Lo. And I think coming to this season, I thought it in the most that those two would be your starting backcourt, right? That would be the two players that would start together and you figure out everything else, especially, eight, obviously, Austin, LeBron, and AD. Those two players, when I checked their lineups, and this is contingent with tonight as well, they're a minus 14 net rating in seven games together. And they've played in different lineups. They played with the starters. They've played, you know, in second units. Minus 14 net. They're giving up 128 
123 defensive rating, which is awful, which would be best offensive league type stuff that they're giving when on their floor. I always think, you know, we have ideas and theories, but, you know, the not just data, but the, the you know, the film kind of sometimes answers some questions that you didn't have. Sometimes they answer questions you don't have. And that's something I'm really looking towards. When the team is healthy, obviously, right now you have no choice. Like right now you're going to start them too. But something I'd at least poke and, and keep in mind, um, that lineup has been really rough defensively in terms of just uh, it's been a buffet platter. J- Jimmy Butler could have called anyone to screen this yeah. game, and he got easy looks out of it. It's a tough thing to have when you have two – Liability is such a strong word because I don't I don't yeah. I don't want to use that, but you know, two undersized guards. Um, it reminds me very much, and I'm not comparing these guys, but like the Dame and CJ situation, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like for it, sure. it, it reminds me a lot of that, Vinay. And that's that's a tough place to be as a team. It's it's very tough to cover for. Um, so something I'm just I'm just keeping in mind as as we move forward. Yeah, I was trying to look to see what Gabe and Austin looks like. That's not good, but <laughs> Dilo and Gabe is pretty good. That they're D'Lo and Gabe together, 143 possessions, uh, plus 24. Mm. But yeah. uh, Austin and Gabe is not good. So be curious to see how the data is skewed differently. But these are mm-hmm. big lineups that are being run. So it's D'Lo. So, okay, so then this makes a little bit more sense. So the, the caveat is, is that the lineups with D'Lo and Gabe that have been good, the reason why they've probably been good is because they're playing LeBron, Christian Wood, and either Jackson Hayes or Anthony Davis. So they're really big behind those two guards. Whereas mm-hmm. when we look at Gabe and Austin, the the main lineup that they played together, which has hurt them, uh, that the, those two numbers together, it has across 100 possessions. It's 84 possessions. Um, it's Torian, Rui Hachimura. The most common lineup was uh, Torian, Rui Hachimura, and Anthony Davis behind them. Uh, but the lineup of Gabe, Austin, LeBron, Christian Wood, and Anthony Davis, so two bigs plus LeBron, is a plus 39. So clearly, if you're yeah. going to be playing any combination of these two guards, three guards together, playing bigger is probably the, the right idea. Um, and so, yeah, you know, the Lakers going to have to figure it out, dude. They're, they're going to they're gonna have to find the right lineup combinations, um, the right fit. Uh, again, they have to play with purpose. It's not a puzzle. You have to figure out what the purpose of those lineups is going to be, what the offense and defense is going to be, and work to it. Um, yeah, that's really all I have for for this pod. Roger, you have any, any last thoughts? Or was the last thing you got? Do you miss Dennis Schroeder yet? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't miss Dennis Schroeder, dude. It, it's an I'm, I'm, I'm off. You know, he's been I'm, he's been, he's, he's been good. Well, for Toronto, yeah, they're using him as a traditional point guard. Um, yep. But the funny part is that he's actually they're at force they're making him have to facilitate more. Like he's averaging mm-hmm. like 10 assists a game, like eight, nine, 10 assists a game, which he wasn't really averaging for us because we were using him as a scoring guard, which is our style of offense, not a, not a pick and roll um, sort of player. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't miss him. Um, I'm happy with <laughs> who we have. I would just like us to get healthy. I think if we yeah, get healthy, we can get sure. some continuity. That's a big deal. But we're three and four. And when we started this, when we started the season, we said very clearly that I would not be surprised yeah. if this season has a lot of teams that are hovering around 500 for a big chunk of the season, just because of the competitiveness of the seat of the, of the, uh, especially the Western conference that we have going on. So yeah, the Lakers the league, this is, one. league is really, yeah. league is really good, man. The league is really yeah. good. Phoenix is three and four. The Kings are two and three got rocked by the Rockets tonight. Um, yeah. So yeah. Memphis is like one and six or something like that. Um, yeah. Even barely even one with last everything. night. 
Yeah, with everything they got. So the league is good. The Lakers got to find a way through the injuries, through the technicals, through everything. Uh, and we'll see what, what what they're made of as, as we try to uh, get this third game against Houston on the road trip. Uh, yeah. And if nothing else, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. So, Raj, for yourself, for myself, we appreciate all the folks that tuned in, even though the Spaces folks have left early. I want to thank all the folks that tuned in on the podcast. If you have the time and would be so kind as to leaving a review on uh, for yes. Leakers Detailed on Apple or Spotify, we'd appreciate that too as well. But if nothing else, we'll catch you in the next one. Take it easy. Peace.